Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome, welcome, Eddie Lenahan here and thank you for joining us in this, our latest podcast. And before we start, I'd like to thank our sponsors and all those who have helped us to make our podcast possible. Thank you very, very much indeed. Now, this latest podcast will be, the subject will be trees. Trees. (laughs) They're much in the spotlight of late because, as you all know, without trees we wouldn't be here. And a great deal of damage is being done to trees all over the world. We hear about carbon, carbon footprint, carbon this, that and the other thing. And replanting of trees, cutting down of trees... But trees in Ireland, trees in Ireland have been in the spotlight, (laughs) if you could call it that, since time immemorial, as far as the records go back. And I mean that, as far as written records in Ireland go back, trees have been there. And that's a dim place indeed. How far? We hardly know. For example, the billet pattern at our Brecon in County Meath. That was a huge, huge ash tree. Another one that was mentioned was a great yew tree at Balachmoon in County Kildare. 
the hue of moon it was called another one there was also a yew tree at Ross in Lachlan in County Carlow you can see by these that yew trees of course are very very long lived and they are long lived trees they may grow slowly but they are long lived trees another one was at Ushnach in County Westmeath and there were more of course and monasteries seem to be founded where these these ancient trees grew because these ancient trees were regarded as in some way sacred I'm not saying now sacred alone to the Druids but to ordinary people because ordinary people must have looked at these huge huge trees be they ash trees or oak trees or yew trees and thought how long are these here they're longer here than we are or our fathers and mothers or grandfathers or grandmothers these must be special in some way and christianity when it came didn't change that all that much so when what we call saints founded their monasteries they tended in some way because christianity continued the old ways to, they didn't cut down these trees they thought well it might be a good policy to continue where these trees were because to cut them down would only have turned the natives against them they continued and I think now I don't have proof of this but I think uh, Kildare would have been a good example of this Kildara that oak Bridget probably founded her monastery where there was a great oak tree and oaks are one of those great trees that grow to such a height and last for so so long now when you take the trees that grow in Ireland they're all they're all broadleaf trees uh, look at the trees that are being planted nowadays by the Forestry Commission they're horrible trees they're dark they provide shelter basically for nothing and they surround houses in darkness they're sinister looking and they destroy the ground they, they make the ground a desert when they're cut down the broadleaf trees they provide leaf for birds in the branches they provide life for the animals that we are used to badgers foxes hedgehogs all the usual animals that we are used to in ireland and for people also for people who were hunters in early centuries and think of those trees and the names they had in ireland in irish of course and stuff will say at the most important and the ones that were mentioned most often and the ones that were mentioned most often in Ireland were the Cairn. Now, the Cairn, of course, is the Rhone or the mountain ash. And you ask yourself, why would that have been most important? It was most important because it was, well, right up to modern times, because it was 
seen by normal people, ordinary people, right up to modern times, as a protector against evil, against Pishogs, for example, on May Eve. And it was, on that day, it was wrapped around the churn. It was put under the churn in case a person might be working Pishogs against you. And it was not just that, but it was a piece of it was kept in the house as a protection against fire. It was something, something, uh, it was a protector. There was something sacred against Caerhan. And the Druids also used it. It was a favourite of the Druids. And not just that, but there was another one also, one that you might be surprised uh, was a favourite of the Druids. And you ask yourself, why was it a favourite of the Druids? What did they use it for, the Caerhan? They used it, used it for dreaming for prophetic dreams because what were the druids for the druids got a bad name for many things when christianity came in they were remember that that terrible hymn that was she about saint patrick she a clean a three her three as if they had bad hats without any use, uh, without uh, any goodness in them. I don't think St. Patrick would have thought that about the Druids. I think St. Patrick would have found the Druids something like himself, except with a, a different religion. They were wise men. They were men who, as you see there, they, they, they dreamed prophetic dreams. Maybe not the way he would have dreamt them, but to a different god. They were learned men, they were wise men, and that was one of the way they dreamt them, by lying on that rods of Quirin. So they prophesied. You know, prophecy, if you're, uh, if you're somebody evil, Christians prophesy too, uh, the prophets the prophets did the same thing. Sometimes they might prophesy things that didn't suit you, but that didn't make them evil. <laughs> so uh, the books of the prophets in the Old Testament, and they often didn't prophesy things that suited the kings. Uh, they told them things that mm, didn't. Uh, the kings were going wrong, but mm, that was used to, to do as you pleased uh, when they did prophesy. But uh, the Cairn was one of those trees that uh, was definitely one of the Druids' favourites. And then there was Hazel, closely related to that. Cull. Cull is Hazel. And same associations uh, with prophecy. And an interesting thing about Hazel, the River Boyne, as you know, was a most important river because it flows by uh, what we call the, the, the great burial chambers at North and Doth and uh, at Newgrange. And very few people know where the Boyne rises, though. But where the Boyne rises, there were supposed to be nine hazel bushes. And in the nuts of those hazels was supposed to be the source of all wisdom. Now, there's 
where the druids were anxious always to get those nuts because they provided wisdom. So hazels, hazels were very important to the druids. They, uh, they associated hazels with wisdom. And we know, we know, of course, that the, the druids, uh, what would we call it, a staff was of hazel. Today, uh, right up to our own time, when uh, a person wasn't sure whether they should build their house on a particular patch of ground, when they were in doubt that there might be a fairy path at that place, what they, some people used to do was they had cut four hazel sticks of medium size and where they intended to build their house they'd put one and one and one and one on the four corners where they intended to be the, uh, those corners of their house and leave those hazel sticks overnight and if any of those hazel sticks was moved out of its place overnight don't build on that site because that was the fairies saying this is our path and if you build here you'll have no peace in this house now I knew people who actually did that and a person called here to me only last year 2019 and his wife was kind of edgy they had bought a new site and his wife was edgy. She was not sure about the site they bought. And she asked, would we check it in that way? I wasn't going to laugh. It was an awful lot better to check it and put her mind at rest. And we did. We got four hazel sticks. My house is surrounded by them here. We got four hazel sticks and we went and we put them down as requested on the site where they intended to build the house, four corners. And uh, I heard no more about it, so they must have been satisfied. So some people do still believe that uh, such things should be checked. But hazel, hazel. So hazel does have that power. And always had that power, which is peculiar. It, why, why not? Why not ash? Why not sycamore? Why not any other? No, it's hazel, cull in Irish. Now I would say the third one in importance would surely have to be whitethorn, gall. Some people would say. No, I would say most people would say you should never bring white thorn in bloom into the house. It's regarded as an unlucky. It's a, a lovely flower. It's a lovely, lovely flower in May. It's the May bush after all. But people say that no, it's an unlucky thing to bring into the house. Uh, is that because you're taking it from the fairies? I don't know. I don't know. But the lone bush, the fairy bush, uh, right to this very day, uh, is regarded as uh, the lone bush, the Shkach Einar. Um, most people won't interfere with that. 
layer people today are laughing at the notion that come on the fairies that own the lone bush <laughs> but how many people will uh, destroy a lone bush demolish a lone bush you know yourself about the the shkach at Latoon when they were building the M18 that's a notable case where they built the motorway around the bush and there have been plenty others like the one down in Limerick when they were building the factory um, in 1976 and that factory did not prosper at all uh, Ferenka uh, and there have been others in, in like manner lesser cases but uh, I personally wouldn't interfere with a lone bush now you ask yourself what is a lone bush I'm often asked to come out and have a look at a lone bush and you see a lone bush sometimes is only the remains of a ditch that has been demolished and you know that but a lone bush a, lo a real lone bush is a bush that has been there on its own from time immemorial um, you see there's so much demolition going on now of of ditches and fields small fields being let into one big field for the sake of modern machinery that it's 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 hard to know what's going on you have very often now to go to ordnance survey maps uh, six inch maps to have a look back to see uh, what was what in 1912 19 whatever uh, and you see the way the landscape has changed hugely uh, forts are being demolished but that's the way prog progress I would say progress inverted commas but progress is progress too because machinery has got bigger and look uh, farming has changed there's no getting away from that so I mean uh, you have to move with the times I suppose that, that's that's the way things are but um, uh, lone bushes luckily yet most people do respect them because the stories are still there of people who didn't and what happened to them and your health or your children's health or your family's health uh, can be affected it's a well-known fact now that can come from psychological things uh, concerns or it can come from physical concerns i get phone uh, uh, emails there constantly i had to reply to one last night and it was a convoluted message of a man who had interfered 25 years ago with a, a bush that his grandfather had told him not to interfere with and he did he demolished it with a tractor and trailer and ever since he has had bad luck this that and the other thing and i eventually had to tell him look i'm not a psychologist please look and try to explain something like that by such an answer and i'm not uh, you know it, it could be anything it could be people's own bothers in life getting the better of them but how well it's there how well it's there at the back of their mind that it is something like that that has caused the bother so these kind of things are there under the surface now the next thing after the white thorn is a peculiar one the alder the alder not the elder with the white flowers 
the Alder. That's one that appears in marshy ground. That is one that it is unlucky to interfere with because that's the one that Judas is supposed to have hanged himself on after betraying Christ. And it was always said that leave the Alder alone. Judas hanged himself on that. So better to leave it alone because I think the hint is there that <coughs> one suicide perhaps unfortunately may lead to another. That's the impression I got from older people who told me the story about that one. And there wasn't a great lot of stories about it for that reason, I think. Because suicide isn't a pleasant subject and people prefer to just hint at it, leave it, and that was that. Uh, the Irish for that is Farnog. The next one, uh, Ash. Well, of course, everybody loves an ash. Ash is for hurling and ash is a very well-known one. But how long will it be around now that the dieback has been imported? It, it is a great to burn. It is great to use. It's a useful tree. It is quick to grow. But um, a tragedy of modern life now that this cursed disease like so many diseases in animals and everything else we have imported through carelessness is taken hold we'll see uh, you you like I said you know at the start ash and you were these two huge trees in ancient uh, literature uh, ancient trees that seem to have been amazing to our ancestors um Use where you'll see them now is mainly in graveyards and the reason for that of course is that their berries are so poisonous that they have to be behind walls uh, they're poisoned cattle and your your is the name of them in Irish uh, I'll get to those in a moment uh, there's a very interesting thing about those that I'll finish up with and Holly Quillen Quillen. An old man told me one time a very interesting thing about Quillen and we'll all be coming up now to Christmas and Quillen, red buried holly will be all in the, the, the market. But in a way it is a pity because holly grows extremely slowly and red buried holly, um, I forget which of them is it, male or female holly is the one that you have red berries on. But to be taking away the red berries from holly slows down the growth even further and and holly well it's it's not a common uh, plant anywhere and uh, this quillen the old man told me the story that if you want to cut holly he said you should only cut it at night <laughs> and ask its permission to cut it <laughs> now I don't know whether you'll get its permission whether it'll answer you or not but he said and he was a great man for plants he was a great naturalist the same man but he said you should always ask its permission and only cut it by night an interesting little story now the next one 
I'm taking these from top to bottom, top to bottom. And um, the little, littlest one in one sense was Sally's, Osiers. And, uh, and the Irish word for Sally's is Salik. Salik. And of course, they were the most, most useful, uh, if you want to call them tree or a shrub, I don't know. But they grow in mashy ground and they were most useful for, for thatching. Because you twisted them and twisted them and you used them for the for the holding down the thatch. And many people, thatchers, they, they grew their own sallies in a patch in a, a patch of sallies. And I knew one old man around here, John Noon. He he's dead now, God rest the man. But he was very, very proud of his uh, patch of sallies. He was the last man around here who grew his own patch of sallies. And uh, very, very proud of them. But I don't, there's nobody around here growing them now because there's no thatch left in the parish. Uh, pity. But that's the way things go. And I left oak, which is the biggest, for last. Because not so far from here, because uh, oak is there. And we're near the Sleeve Orkney mountains here. Now, when we say Sleeve, they're high hills, really, uh, on the Clare Galway border. And one time, there must have been a huge oak forest here. And it survives in the Irish names. Irish is wonderful. The Irish place names are wonderful to give you, all over Ireland, to give you an idea of what was, and maybe often what no longer is. Because if you hear the Irish names that are along that borderland, the Slivochtis, Derry Moor, Derry Wee, Derry Ulk, Derry Halla, Derry Naglerach, Derry Humma, Derry Gariff, and Derry Naglerach. And there's more right out all along to the River Shannon. All Derry. There. There was one huge oak forest, obviously. Now, you, and I give you, if you, if you look at those, they all had a meaning. For example, Derinaglerch, clergy, probably in Elizabethan times, when the clergy were on the run, they sheltered there, Derinaglerch, and Derinaglion, the oak wood of the holly. Yeah, it was a mixed, it was a mixed uh, plantation, you might say. Uh, at least holly could grow there. There'll be no holly growing in the old plantations that have been planted by the forestry. And uh, there are ulk. There's something sinister about that. Ulk, evil. <laughs> there are ulk, ulk, evil. And Derry Gareth, Derry Gareth. Garov, the rough oak forest. Lovely names, beautiful names that mean, that mean something, every one of them. And then over in the county Galway, as almost a continuation of that, you have Derry Bryan, you know, the, the, the little town of village of Derry Bryan. And um, then, as we all know, Derry, 
uh, in County Derry, there are column killer, wh- which later in under British influence turned into London Derry when the the London Company took it over, but it was originally there are column killer, the Oakwood of Saint Columkill, and you have uh, Kildara, Saint Bridget's one as I said, and if you go to Tipperary, you have Temple Derry, Temple Derry, and. Uh, you have you have more and more and more of them. All you have to do is study the Ordnance Survey maps. But sadly, I have been told many times by the old people, you ask yourself, where does beech come into all of this? Because beech is a mighty tree. A, a tree very often planted by the landlords in their great estates. Well... <laughs> I suppose Irish people were so busy looking in over the high walls at these great trees that when they got their independence, when we got our independence, we get in over the walls and cut them down as fast as we could. Well, sadly, that's partly true because I have been told time and time again by old people that I was visiting and recording that as soon as these big estates were broken up and the land commission took over shame on them that they sold these trees and travelling travelling what do I call it uh, sawmills travelling sawmills came around and they cut down the timber just for planking they cut down these great trees and just sold them for planking. Fine trees, healthy trees, they just sold them for planking. There was nothing wrong with the trees. Uh, they were beautiful trees. There was nothing, there was there was never any thought of having these lovely things to leave there. No, they were a lot better to just get rid of them, get rid of them and sell them and take them into Limerick or take them into Galway or somewhere and just saw them up. They were too big for firewood. So I just saw them up and and these uh, travelling sawmills went around cutting them up. It was a shame, it was a disgrace. I have just taken out the trees out of the Ordnance Survey map and you just look over that same Ordnance Survey map and you, you pick those trees. I pick out, for example, Cullen in County Cork, Quillen, Holly, uh, my Cullen in County Galway, the Plain of the Holly, and on and on and on. And you'll find them all over the place. And you, you say, well, look, look th- there are places where there might be no such thing now. But what I would suggest is that what children in school might be taught is Here's Irish. Here's a way of teaching Irish. An interesting way of teaching Irish. Give them a map and ask them, pick out something like trees. Go over the map and give them a section of the map. And here's for you. And pick out a number of names, place names, that have the name of a tree in them. And... Give them a little prize for, be it uh, oaks, ash, trees of whatever kind. 
and you'll find them, they'll find them, and they'll remember them. They'll remember names after they have played a game with them, rather than teaching them grammar or anything else. Uh, it, it's a kind of... Um, children love that. They love games, but games to teach them language. I think it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.